Hi, my name is Kevin McDonald, and I'm declaring my independence. Independence from what? Why, negative thoughts and energy, of course. Chief among them, hate, division, and fear. You see, I know that we're all one, and together we can solve any problem, save our planet and each other. Please, join me as we come together as one and choose a better way to be. So now, let's begin with my independence report. Hello, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald, and you're listening to my independence report. Well, today I've got a very special episode for you. It's actually a... Uh, um, an encore presentation of a podcast that I did last summer with a very special young lady. Her name is Kristen. Kristen is the wife of a black man. His name is Rex, and they've got two beautiful kids, Parker and Jordan. And uh, they, uh, the purpose of this podcast and why I'm playing it now and re-highlighting it is because of what happened to George Floyd last week and the riots that have been taking place ever since and the reprehensible behavior of some people at the top who have been taking advantage of a really um, a terrible situation and are using it for their own advantages. And uh, I'm not going to go into any names. I don't think any are necessary at this point. So, But what I'd like to highlight with this, it, originally this was called the Great American Family because Kristen and her family are, in my opinion, the new normal. This is going to be what we are going to look like as a nation moving forward. We're going to be black. We're going to be white. We are going to be Asian, and we're going to be talking with each other, and we're going to be living together, and we're going to be marrying each other, and we're going to have kids that are going to look like some of us, and, and, and look, it's going to be irrelevant to how we move forward as a culture but right now it's a very difficult time for our for us and the reason i wanted to play this um podcast is because of the real fear that Kristen has every day that any one of her family members leaves their house we go into it in depth we talk about how difficult it is how the training is for them that is different than it is for as an example in my family i cannot remember as a white family that i ever sat the, my kids down and said you know if you get stopped by the police for no reason don't cause any trouble put your hand on the steering wheel and look straight ahead and provide all the documentation and don't talk back i don't recall ever having to have that conversation because it never came up because it wasn't something that was in our consciousness. It wasn't something that could happen. As a matter of fact, during this podcast, I talk about the time that I get, I get uh, pulled over by a motorcycle cop, and I don't think that I was speeding. At least I thought it was a different uh, uh, zone that I was in. And so I jump out of my car and start walking towards the policeman. Well, Kristen and her family, I was having lunch with them at the time, and they were all just, they looked at me like I'd lost my mind. Because in their world, you don't do that. And with the, the uh, situation that we find ourselves in now, we are in a place and time when we have to make change. We have to, as a nation, come together to make change in how we address some of these issues. First and foremost, I think there should be, this is just my opinion now, but there should be independent um, um, judicial review of all of these acts that happen. That's number one. And it needs to be people that are not in the criminal justice system. It needs to be uh, former prosecutors, former uh, judges, people that have no agenda. The second thing is chokeholds need to be gone. Chokehold, if you as a cop initiate a chokehold, you need to go to jail. That needs to be done, and we need to treat each other with more respect and more caring about how we as a people are going to move forward. Now is the time. I think people have had just about, I think, more than enough, and we as a people need to come together to understand the very real fear that a segment of our population lives in every day. A black man drives a nice car, goes through the wrong neighborhood. He's liable to get pulled over for no other reason than the fact that he's driving a nice car through in the wrong neighborhood. It is just appalling. Uh, if, if, as an example, if, if I were to, uh, um, if a shop owner were to call the police on me 
for he thought I was passing a bad check, which is what I understand was happening with Mr. Floyd, that uh, uh, the police, their first instinct would not be to handcuff me and throw me in the back of the car. The first instinct was, well, let's sort this out and we'll figure it out. And da, 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 da. And, and it just is different. It is handled completely differently than, 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 than it is handled in the black community. And they know that. They are aware of how difficult it is and they it scares them and they don't want to be put into that situation and they don't want to they don't want to end up dead that man did not deserve to die if you have not seen the film of him calling out for his mom who had passed away three years earlier if you haven't watched the entire nine minutes of that you need to you need to understand why people are angry. We saw a man basically get murdered right in front of our eyes. And what was sad was that, that no one came to his rescue. Nobody was able to come to his rescue because uh, there were four policemen there that were, that were basically standing on the man and not allowing him to move, not allowing him to breathe. And he has, was dead for four minutes or so before they, 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 the EMT came and that's when they let him up. He had no pulse at that time. They tried to resuscitate him in the ambulance, but he was already gone. It's despicable that we have allowed ourselves to get into this situation. But now that we are in it, we can't walk away from it. We have to help each other to understand that we are all one, that we are all in this together, and that we have, not, we have got to treat each other with respect and love and not treat each other with hate, division, and fear, which I fear is what is happening at the national level with the President of the United States. He's peddling in hate, division, and fear, and that is not going to do well moving forward that's not how we are going to come together as a people we need to understand that we all have hopes and dreams and have those cut short <clears throat> for something as stupid as what happened to george we cannot let that happen anymore we have got to take responsibility for each other and to make sure that those things end I don't know what the answers all are. I just know that that uh, I was absolutely appalled looking at the film. I'm saddened that uh, peaceful protests. I know that the the gal I talked to on this podcast, she uh, and her family went out and po protest, and it became a very scary situation because people were taking advantage of a peaceful protest. Some were looting, some were, were uh, creating havoc, and that was all by design. That was, that was not the core of the, of the peaceful protest. The protester, <clears throat> excuse me, protester just wanted us to know that this, it's enough. They've had it. It's enough. Don't blame them. I cannot believe, I have two beautiful children. One is 32, the other one's 29. I cannot believe that it would be possible that one of them could get stopped and be dead within minutes. It's not in my comprehension. I can't even believe that that could possibly happen. But I'm a white guy. I'm a short, fat white guy. They're white kids. That's why it doesn't happen to them. But it does to other people, members of our community, that we need to take care of and that we need to make sure that they are treated with the respect and dignity that everybody else is. Because if we don't do that, this is going to continue. And this cannot be allowed to continue. It must stop. The death must stop. The abuse must stop. We must take better care of each other as a country, as a world. We're in a worldwide pandemic. There are people dying every day, and then this happens. We have to change it. You have to change it. I have to change it.
we have to work together to make sure that if there are bad cops out there that they no longer are cops now i said as i said in the podcast uh that you're about to listen to i i'm a former bus driver and i depend upon the police to come help me in situations on the bus that have gotten out of control and there are problems there every cop i've ever met has been uh, the most professional um honest caring individuals and no they don't get paid enough but there are obviously in some parts of our country i live in seattle washington in some parts of this country it is not that way and people are treated differently people are treated poorly it must stop we must make it stop we can do it by peacefully protesting by getting in our car or 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 going to the mailbox and getting our our ballots and we vote we vote we vote until we get the desired result that we need people who are going to bring us together not so hate division and fear and take it apart that's my (laughs) this is this is my independent report it's supposed to be a really positive motivational thing well there are times when it rises above that when we need to do something different than we've been doing before so i hope you listen to this podcast i hope you'll uh uh, take it to heart Kristen is very uh clear in her fear about just living day to day oh my gosh uh, when on her facebook post when uh, uh jordan her son her 18 year old went to the protest and he decided to stay when it got a little dicey out there she she it's you should you could see the look in her eye she was frightened to death that something bad was going to happen to her kid and jordan's a good kid he was president of his uh, 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 or he was king of homecoming king at Mariner High School. He gave that up to a, a disabled young man just because he could. He's an actor. He's a singer. He's he's working to develop a trade. He, he's a great, great, great kid. And even though he's a great kid, something bad could happen to him at any given time, and that's just not right. It's not fair, it's not right, and it has to stop. I hope you're with me. Like this podcast, follow this podcast. Help us come together, use our voices peacefully, use our votes effectively, and get people into office who can affect meaningful change because if it doesn't change, it's going to continue like this and we're just going to go from disaster to disaster and we can't afford it anymore. We have got to do better as a country. So given that, I'm going to play the uh, uh, interview in its entirety. I think it's well worth you paying attention to and listening to. She's, she's a, quite a gal. I've known her for a long time, and, uh, and they've got quite a family. So they are what I call the new American family, and I hope that you will pay attention and, and listen to this podcast in its entirety. With that, um, here we are. Here we go with, with Kristen and me talking about hate, division, fear, and mostly the fear that she has. I want you to think about this. The fear that she has every time one of her family members leaves the house. That's a hell of a way to live through no fault of her own, through no fault of their own. So I hope you'll pay attention and listen to this. And, and please, follow us, share it with your friends. Get the word out there that we need to make, we need serious change. We, and, and it's up to you, it's up to me, and we can, we can put this together. But you do it peacefully, you do it by voting. So with, with that, here is the interview that I had with the great American family. Hello, everybody. Before we begin this podcast, there's just something that I have to say. Kristen and her family, which 
in my opinion, is the new American family. I am really, really irritated that this American family, it's a blended family to be sure, but this American family has to live in fear, negativity, and hate about who they are. And they are upstanding citizens of our country. They deserve better than this. They deserve better than this from all of us. I only hope that you will listen to this podcast and begin to understand what people in our country, good American citizens, upstanding people who are treasures to our community, what they face and the fears that they legitimately have about what's happening in today's society. I hope that you'll listen to it in its entirety. This is important. Don't write it off. With that, my interview with Kristen, the great new American family. And welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald, and I was I was looking for a new way to open the show, but I guess that one works just fine. Um, and today's show is going to be, we've entitled it, The New American Family. First of all, let me introduce to you my guest for the hour, and that is, uh, I'm gonna, not going to use her last name. Her name is Kristen, and I wanted to uh, say, hi there. How are you? Hi, Kevin. Good. How are you? Now, good. Now, before we begin, I want to go back way back to the, uh, to the mists of time. I met you in 2003. That was a long time ago. Oh, gosh, that was 16 years ago. Yes, it was, and you were a twenty-something woman single mom. I was mom. a baby. I didn't you were. I that math. <laughs> but I was twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Wait, I don't know. I was a baby. You, you, and and not only that, you had a baby, and you were the I mother. Did. Of a, I had a little baby. Beautiful three-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. And you I came started. to work. You came to work with me and Nicole and uh, um, um, and some other folks, um, Darla, at, at uh, Positive Talk Radio, and we were trying to get this thing off the ground, and unfortunately, it mm-hmm. never did get off the ground. But if you would like to listen to her back then, you can go to the final episode of Positive Talk Radio, which is on podbean.com. Uh, for uh, my uh, independence report. So you can go listen to that if you would like and get a real sense of the doom and gloom that we felt that day. But 16 years later, she is the epitome of the new American family that I'd like to talk about because she, first of all, you you have a, a wonderful husband. His name is Rex, right? I do. And how did you meet Rex? We met on Match.com, believe it or not, twelve years really? ago. Really, really. Well, so that's a that's a that's a uh, commercial for Match.com because it seems to have worked out really <laughs> well I, for you. Maybe I should have said that, but yeah, um, we did. And I was kind of I was telling the story last night at dinner um, when I went to meet Rex. We were meeting at PF Chang's. I kind of at the point resolved to the fact that it was just going to be me and my son, and dating. I was done with dealing with men and I was going to be fine being single and have a child. And I went to go meet Rex and I was like, let me just get this over with. And he impressed me. And there was a second date. And after the third date, he never went home. So I knew something was different. And he hasn't, he's still with me. <laughs> he hasn't gone home yet. No, he's home. <laughs> So now, I, and by the way, I abhor labels, but because this isn't TV, um, mm-hmm. Rex is an African American man, correct? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's from Jamaica, so he should be Jamaican American. Why are they going to call him African American? That's a good right? question. That's a yeah. that's Jamaican. a really good question. And and ultimately, mm-hmm. his heritage is Jamaican, but he is one hundred percent American. Absolutely, yes. And you are a wonderful white girl, Irish, uh, uh, Irish background, right? Irish Italian. <laughs> By the way, that's quite a combination: Jamaican and Irish I've heard Italian. That. I bet you I've when you heard. guys fight, you really fight. <laughs> we don't fight that much, thankfully. We have disagreements, but 
we've learned how to communicate over the years with yes, some help. Well, and 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 also, you had a three-year-old, and now you've mm-hmm. got another boy. Mm-hmm. He's almost eleven. And I hear he's a hell of a hockey player. He is. He's doing so well. He's really doing well. He's another Jamaican American, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay. Well, well he, he considered a Jamaican American. He, oh, I don't, well. I don't know what you'd call him, but but that's. See, you are, you know, me as a bus driver, I get to see mixed marriages and, and blended families all the time. And mm-hmm. that is the new American family. That is where we're going. And, by the way, that scares some people to absolute death. That's too bad. It really is. Because you guys, you guys have a lovely home. You have got a great mm-hmm. job. Rex has got a great job. He's a fabulous mm-hmm. cook. You've got a son is. who is in acting school in New York City. Tell us about Jordan. Mm-hmm. Jordan is 19 now, and he is spending the summer in New York City um, learning more about his craft. He is in college getting his Bachelor of Fine Arts, so he is studying acting. He's also working on his vocals and his singing. He is a gifted young man, and... um doing quite well. He has about a year and a half, two more years to go, and then he will be seeking his dream, which I fully believe we will all see him, and we will all know who he is, God willing. So, but I so believe give, I believe, I believe that you are correct. He is what I term a triple threat. He's actually a quadruple mm-hmm. threat because he can act he can sing, he can dance, mm-hmm. and he also, for the ladies out there, ain't bad to look at either. <laughs> no, he's quite good looking, and he's an incredible human being. He is, yes, he a, is. a growing philanthropist and is just, he's wonderful. He's just the kind of person that you want to be a leader, and he's very genuine, and I'm excited to see what he does and who he helps and you know what kind of influence he can make amongst his peer groups, because he made quite an impression on his high school. Well, and I just, and I want to have Jordan on in a, in, in a future podcast, but I do want to just mention the one thing that got huge notoriety around here, and that is that he was, um, and you tell us the story, but tell us about his homecoming kingdom and what he did. Um, so his senior year, um, which was, he graduated in 2018, so it was fall of to, to fall September October 2017, and he was nominated and he was crowned homecoming king that year. And he abdicated his crown to a student, a friend of his, who was a special needs student who was in a wheelchair who could not speak and had to speak using a um, I don't know what you call them on the almost like a little remote on the wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And he gave up his crown to that boy. And it was just, it was beautiful. The interesting thing about that is the boy, um, Caleb, I believe was, it, was his name. He and Jordan both had asthma as children. And Jordan spent many nights. We were in children's quite a bit with his asthma. Same thing with Caleb, only Caleb you know, left him unable to speak and some brain damage. So the two of them started out their life very, very similar, fighting the same battle. And Jordan was fortunate enough to be able to get out of that. And Caleb, you know, wasn't. So they had a commonality. They had a friendship. And Jordan just really felt like he wasn't he wasn't as deserving of the crown as someone like Caleb was. So he gave his crown over to Caleb, and it was it was beautiful. I was so proud of him. Well, you know, he got that heart of his from somewhere, and I know where that somewhere is. Would you like me to tell oh, you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because I, I, it was great. I had the opportunity to sit down with the four of you and to have lunch together. And I tell you, not mm-hmm. only are you an all-American family that that uh, I think we should all be proud of, but you specifically 
are a hardworking person. Now, when I met you a long, long time ago, you were not gainfully employed. You were struggling, and I think that's right. fair to say. Yeah. And and yeah. now today you have done yourself proud. You now work for the the government in Snohomish County. Um, you mm-hmm. are and and by the way, if we have to terminate this podcast early, it's because you're taking a call from the crisis crisis hotline that you are volunteering on right now, correct? Correct. That's correct. And that's so where... in the country is in crisis right now. <laughs> that's right. Everybody's <laughs> just... Because we made America great again, everything's just perfect. Oh, everything's lovely. Yeah. <laughs> so so, as, so you are, you are uh, uh, volunteering for the crisis hotline, and you do that on mm-hmm. a regular basis. And so you get to talk to... Same as I do on the bus. Yeah, you get to talk to people that are really having a crisis. On the bus, not so much, mm-hmm. but for you, they're really having a crisis. Oh, they're absolutely in the middle of a crisis and not even sure, you know, which way to go. They could have just been beaten half to death and are terrified to call the police or are hiding in a closet wanting to know what to do. Um I've had calls from loved ones whose family member was shot down and killed. I got a call recently from a grandmother whose granddaughter, they were home and someone came in their home and shot and killed her granddaughter. Oh, and, you know, in the, in the, and this can happen at 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. So, I mean, crisis doesn't have an 8 to 5 time clock, right? Right. So it can happen at any time. And, and I, I'll, I'll do it for as long as I can because I want to be there. Someone needs to be there for these people, and I I want to do it. I want to give back to the community in any way that I can, and I feel like this is the best way that I can serve the community and that I live in and those that are struggling and and needing someone to be an advocate for them. Do you remember that hard thing that I was talking to you about just a minute ago? That's where he gets it from, is is from what you do. (laughs) What you Walked do? Into that one too. <laughs> yeah, you did. Because because Kristen, you know, I don't know that, and I am so proud to have known you. And we went through uh, some episodes on Positive Talk that I think impacted both you and me and the other people that were part of it. Uh, because you really became, and you have become. A, a real role model for a lot of people, and I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you so much. But there's one thing that concerns me. Oh, yeah. What's oh, yeah, I can only yeah. imagine, but there's one thing that concerns me. You live in the greatest country in the world, in my opinion, and you live and you love the people that you you are with, and mm-hmm. it's a mixed it's a mixed-race family. Mm-hmm. And you're both working, you're both taxpayers, you're both doing yep. well. Your kids are not on drugs. They're in they're, nope. they're in school. They're doing some great stuff. You've got kids with a wonderful heart. Kristen, why are you scared? Because it it may not be accepted for much longer. Because I feel like if we keep going backwards as rapidly as we are in this country right now that people might start looking at me and my husband when we're just at Costco and shaking their heads or they might, you know, not agree with our marriage and feel that they have a right to say something to us. And that, that scares me. I mean, I'm scared already when my husband's coming home from, from work and it's, it's dark or even if it's not dark and he's driving his truck home, I'm always like, please God, get him home. Please God, get him home. Or when Jordan was home and driving, please, God, don't let him get pulled over. Please, God. And if he gets pulled over, hands on the wheel, hands on the wheel. Please, Jordan, remember, hands on the wheel. So it is, it's terrifying right now. And I, I don't know, I don't know that we're getting any better. I wish that we were, but in all honesty, I don't know. I, I, I'm afraid to say that, that, it's 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 getting worse. But before but before I go into that little thing, I just wanted to let everybody know that while we were having lunch, this this topic came up. 
And Jordan looked at uh, Kristen and said, yeah, Ma, I got pulled over. And she did, he had not told her that story. And the reason nope. he had not told her that story is because he did not want to scare her and for her to feel badly about it. So he kept it to himself. But the you should have seen the look on her face. And her, she just went really white and really pale because that is a very real concern amongst everyone of color in this country right now. Mm-hmm. It, it is. And, 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 and it, when he told me that, I felt sick to my stomach. Obviously, he was sitting in front of me, so I knew he was okay. But even knowing that he got pulled over, and I didn't know that was happening at that moment, I, I think I would have probably thrown up. I would have been so scared because I would have been almost in hysterics. Please let him go. Please let him live. And it's a very real fear. It is. And I have to, I have to live with that. And at night I pray, I pray about it. And, you know, throughout the day, I'm always just wanting to check in with my family. Where are you? Just want to make sure you guys are okay. And, and they know that they're just, you know, my husband even knows when he goes, um, he's a mover, so when he unloads, when he loads, he just kind of checks in. Hi, babe. Unloading now. All is good. See you at dinner. You know, it's just to because we're we are so unsure right now. You know, it just dawned on me that it must be really frightening for both of you. He's a mover, right? So he mm-hmm. takes his big mm-hmm. truck and he goes into mm-hmm. in front of this house. And he starts taking stuff from the inside of the house and puts it in the truck. It mm-hmm. must be a, it, it must be really kind of scary to mm-hmm. to know that at any moment a police officer can come by and say, "What the hell are you doing taking stuff out of the house?" Yeah, this is a big black man who's um, unloading a house. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, he doesn't like to work after dark because it's his safety. I mean, it's it's kind of hard, but it's also the, you know, what the perception of someone, what that might be. And sometimes people just use his Ford F-150 for smaller jobs. Can you imagine how that might look to some people at, at some times? And it just takes that one person, just one person who doesn't agree with it, and your your life can be completely changed. Or the, or that one one guy who does a 911 call and says, there, there's a black man in my neighborhood and he's loading up a thing from my neighbor and, or, or from down the street and, and, uh, um, you guys need to come and, and talk to him. It's, it's, it's frightening to, to when Kevin, you put that it into that context. <laughs> that oh, crap, happened when I was a 911 dispatcher. Yes, it did. It happened. This, it was an elderly woman that called and she said, there's a black man walking down my street. And I said, what is he doing? Just walking down my street. Is he, you know, is he going up to any doors? Is he looking in mailboxes? And she was like, no, he's walking down my street, (laughs) you know. And it was just, uh, I had to sit there and I was shaking my head like, okay, that's not a crime. But to some people, it is. And it's scary for them to see somebody of another race. And, And that's. That scares me because they're not going to be afraid to see me, but if they see my husband or my children that don't look like me, that might frighten them, and that's terrifying. Oh, yeah. Well, and in this day in our culture, we are being driven by a president of the United States who deals in hatred, division, and fear. Mm Mm-hmm. He, yep, he's ruling with fear. He wants to divide people. He wants to. He wants people to believe that if you are, you know, what scared me really badly the other day and made me so What's so that? so angry was he he was having a uh, a rally and he was talking about a congresswoman and <sighs> the, I know what you're talking were, about. And the chant started like like when Hillary lock her up. The chant started, yep. "Send her back, send her back." Yep. These I so, I I couldn't believe that I was that this was the United States of America and that that was allowed, or that that he and, and he looked like 
He was relishing the moment that he had he done did, what he came there said, to. He said that he quickly picked up from where he left off and continued talking. And then when you watch it back, he paused for a good long time. Uh, so MSNBC and CNN. Yeah, MSNBC and CNN both timed it at 13 seconds. Yeah, he stood that is there. a whole long time. Yep. So, so he, he was. He loved what he was doing. He was. He was. He was starting that. He wanted it. But to did you happen. see when she came home in the airport? Did you see how yeah. people said good, "Welcome home"? Good will always, always, always defeat evil. The light oh, will always. Mm-hmm. But but unfortunately, it takes certain things to happen to make people, to wake people up. And that's one of the things that... It it does take a movement. And that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on and talk about the new American family because you guys are the epitome of what we should all be really proud of. And that you have to... it, It just makes... It makes my blood boil when you have to live in fear that the people that you love that are doing everything right, everything correctly, mm-hmm. that that you have to be in fear for their safety anytime that they're out and about. Mm-hmm. That's in the United States of America, that's just wrong. It is. It it you shouldn't get butterflies just because your spouse is coming home from work or, you know, your son is going to the movies. Yeah, and I'm, I can tell you, especially when Jordan's home from school, I'm I'm on edge, and I try to talk myself down from it. I I can't, I I, no. I can't, I cannot. It's all really, it takes really is, hard. All it takes is in one moment, and then while we were while we were having lunch, and because see, being being a short fat white guy, I don't think that I'm a a, a threat to anybody. But I, I mentioned the time that I got pulled over by a motorcycle cop, and I thought that the uh, motorcycle cop had caught me in speeding, but I didn't think I was speeding, so I jumped out of the car and started walking towards him. Now, if I, I can't didn't even you think did that, didn't, oh even think, didn't even think twice about it. But if I were a person of color, he would have pulled a gun on me. I'm sure of it. Oh, that's it. Gives me it makes my heart just stop because that is. Like in our household, that's you don't do that. That is an absolute no no. Are you asking to be killed? You do not do that. Hands on the wheel, stay focused, look straight ahead until you're being spoke, and then look. Be respectful always. Hands on the frickin' steering wheel. Do not reach or grab anything. And God don't ever get out of the car. I find it incredible that mm-hmm. you have to even have that conversation with number one, a U.S. citizen, and then number two, mm-hmm. somebody that, that they're doing everything right. It, it just it's mm-hmm. it's the state it's the state of where we are right now that is just it's icky. It's not right. It needs to change, and we need to be the change. Mm-hmm. I agree. Rex and I, my husband and I, just had the conversation last night because I been having bad dreams and I finally said look I'm having some bad dreams so I need to just can you just reassure me if you get pulled over you know what to do and he's like yes babe I know what to do and I'm like you don't have to answer any questions I know I know hands on the wheel and I'm like okay okay I just want to make sure that we can that this is still fresh in our brains and this was just yesterday Kevin I mean that's oh, I know. it's crazy but it's crazy that I have to have those kind of nightmares because they're very real, and they're very real fears. Well, it's crazy that you have to have that discussion with a 40-year-old man uh, who right. is an American citizen who, if, if if he gets stopped, he is his life can literally be in danger if he gets mm-hmm. stopped and, and he, has, he faces the wrong guy. Now, and, and this is not, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, this is not cop bashing. But we are talking about is the very real real fear that people have based upon media reports, based upon what they've heard from friends and family, and it, it, it's a scary time. And it is worse when it is being 
condone and also um um i guess i guess the best way to say it would be um um propagated by the top by the, the top guy in the country mm-hmm. who it's becoming clear is a racist or he's at least That's making racist right. statements and and nobody that it, if you're not white you're just not good enough and they can and then therefore they can send you back uh, it, it's just right. it, we live in a really tough time so uh but it is. I'm, and i i've always been pro law enforcement i used to work as a 911 dispatcher and and i think law enforcement they don't get paid enough they put their life on the line every day and i respect them so much even having those ties to my law enforcement family i still have this fear because it just takes one person one human being because they are humans with their own personal biases to have a bad day or to feel like they want to rough someone up it just takes yeah. one person well and I'll t- I'll tell you, if somebody wants to rough up Rex, they're gonna have to be a pretty big dude to do it. He's a big guy. <laughs> but at the same time, that that also means that, that uh, they're going to I I, I could just see a five foot three inch cop, you know, coming up against uh, him and, and then I, I just he he's just a big guy. Um and so but mm-hmm. and, and the and the police do the best that they can. And the other problem that mm-hmm. we have is is that they do, and I, I, you know, I'm a bus driver. I depend upon police if I mm-hmm. if I have a problem on the bus. And mo- and everyone that I come in contact with are really, really good people, and no, they don't get paid enough. Um, no. And it, but at the same time, um, all it takes is, like you said, is just one. And uh, and so what we, so I guess the question I would have for you is, how do you think that we can get out of this really negative pattern that we are in as a country. To, honestly, we do not reelect Donald Trump for one. Well, because there you I go. think that has spewed so much hatred and fear that has ignited so many people who've been maybe, you know, just sitting quietly, thinking their beliefs are kind of old school and not saying anything, but he is awoken this mass people to just feel like they have a right to be ignorant and racist and sexist and do whatever they please. So I think, first of all, I think the leader of our country it needs to go. He needs to go away. And I think that um, after these last few years with him, it's going to take somebody who can kind of reassure this country, calm people down, speak positively because there needs to be a new mantra. It needs to be something new and, and out with the hatred and the fear. And there's, there's gotta be some hope. There has to be. And, you know, I don't want to say promise, but there's gotta be, there's gotta be some light at the end of all this. And I think it's, it's honestly, I think it starts there because that person is in the media every day. And the media reaches gazillions of people across the world. So his voice is being heard and his disgusting rhetorics are being heard and it has to stop. And he he will not get off Twitter. He will not stop lying. He will not. No. See, the president of the United States, this is the way it's supposed to work, is that you run a campaign against your opponent, which was him and Hillary. And, and you do... You know, you have a campaign and you and you're highlighting differences in policy. You don't call people names. And then when you become president, you're president of all the people, not some of them. Right. What he said, what he what he said about Baltimore just yesterday, which was it is an an infested pigsty. Um, Mean and Baltimore primarily is is black. And uh, or a large portion of it is, and so he is creating less than he's creating the other, the fear of the other, that we are better than. Mm-hmm. And you've got this, you've got these guys that are sitting someplace, you're going, you know, dang, that guy is a really cool guy. He's saying stuff that I've thought for years, and he's right. getting away with it. 
So maybe right. I can do that too. And it's mm-hmm. you're right. It's and it's 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 scary. My my son is taking a traveling job and he's in Houston this week and he's like, Dad, there's some really weird people down here. I had to, I'm not used to this. So <laughs> it's it's you know I guess I guess the 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 point is that um, first of all I want to congratulate you and Rex and Jordan and your second son's name again Parker Parker that's right. The Parker, the uh, the uh, hockey player, and I, mm-hmm. I want to congratulate. I want to congratulate you first of all for doing for being who you are. And by the way, I understand Rex is a heck of a cook, and uh, he I is. Want, oh my god! Like to, like to have him on to talk about some recipes and that kind of stuff. And I want to follow Jordan uh, as he makes his way through acting school and then is out in the world looking for work and and he's going to I know he's going to get uh gigs. He's gonna, he's going to be somebody that we're going to see on on TV and in the movies. I believe that. Mhm, I do believe that. And and so, you know, you are the new American family. You know, and, and when I was talking to Jordan the last time we talked, he was talking about his high school, which is Mariner, and that's a very uh, uh, diversified school as as far as mm-hmm. lots of different kids. And what what gives me hope and what gives me joy is us old people and people of my age have got these problems. The kids, they don't care about any of that stuff. These kids, and the I can only speak to, you know, Jordan's community of kids that I knew, but these kids, and I've seen it in the high school students in Florida after their shooting, they have it right. They they have it right, and they are going to change this world. They are good kids. They are smart. They are. They have tenacity. They're they're going to change the world. I know they will. They are. They pay attention to politics. I never paid attention to politics when I was eighteen years old. Didn't have to. And they're. Yeah, you do have to, but but they're and they're getting involved. I mean, it's just that they're going to make a difference. And Trump needs to watch out because my son just turned nineteen, which means he can vote. And if my son turned nineteen, I know a thousand of other kids did too. There so, are four million four million kids turned eight will turn eighteen before the election. That's fantastic. And they don't like liars either. No. And they, because I see kids talking amongst themselves, and it's a completely different world. Uh, race and color means far less to them, most of them, than than it mm-hmm. does to the older generation. Which is why I'm it's I'm true. really glad that, that people get older and die, because that's how change happens. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, so from that <laughs> on that positive note, um, I'm. I, <laughs> Come on, you you old Republicans, get old and die, would you? Yeah, right. It's one less vote for him. (laughs) Exactly right. Sorry about your loss, but... (laughs) Oh, horrible, going to hell. (laughs) Well, you know, but it's it's important to continue to laugh. But uh, at the same time, it, it is important for us to get out and vote and to get people motivated to do that. And he doesn't recognize the fact that, that he is motivating a lot of people to, uh, right. especially people of color to go out and vote against him. Cause he can't, mm-hmm. if he went, if can, for everybody that's listening, I'd like you to listen to this. If you think that he's bad now while he's facing reelection, wait until he wins reelection and doesn't have to worry about it anymore. You think now's weird? Right. Wait until then. It's going to be bizarre. Right. Mm-hmm. So we so don't right. we can't let that happen. No, we can't. We cannot. So so <laughs> I believe that's Parker in the background saying, Who are we talking it to? It is Parker. Can you hear that? Who are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So in any event. Did you hear if, me say something about being smart? He's like, Am I smart? Yes, you are very smart. <laughs> Yes, he is, he and he's a hell of a—he's a hell of a hockey player. He is, yes. So, by the way, it is—it is dinner time for you at this point in time. So, I want to thank you. And by the way, we're going to do—I would like to do more podcasts with you. Um, I would love that. The next time we're going to—you're going to bring somebody from the crisis hotline, 
and we're going to talk about crisis in this country. I cannot wait to introduce you to to that world and those amazing people that help victims of crime and loved ones of crime. They're 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 angels on earth. Yes, they are. And uh, and you're you're right. The, the forgotten individual in our criminal justice system is the victim. Mhm. That's right. So with that, I'd like to thank Kristen for being on the uh, podcast today. Uh, go to uh, uh, um, my my independence report. I knew that. Uh, my independence <laughs> report. My, I'm tired. My dot com and uh, listen to this. Listen to all of them. And uh, um, Kristen is going to be a return guest because we've been I've known each other for so long that that uh, she's she's just awesome and uh, your whole family is awesome and I really no, hope I, 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 on honey I really hope that the, we can get to a day when mm-hmm. you don't have to live in fear for your family that's I the would, idea so that's what we're going to work for Mhm. let's do it so thank you very much is there anything you'd like to add before we go you're pretty awesome yourself, Kev. You've done a lot, and you even putting this out there on the radio waves for people is, is pretty amazing, and you never giving up on your dream. is It always warms my heart, and I'm so glad to hear your voice again. So keep doing what you're doing. You got this. I'm, 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 I am so angry that I've been motivated to act because our, this is not the country I grew up in. This not is not the country I want to live in. I want to live in a country where we are all Americans, we are all equal, and we all can get along, and nobody has to worry about somebody shooting each other. That's where that's mm-hmm. the country that I want to live in, and right. and I'm I'm going to do I'm going to work on that to and in, invite incredible people like you and the people that you know that can help us carry that a little bit farther. Because uh, we all want to live a positive life and we all want to be able to sleep at night. And mm-hmm. it's it's important. So, Kristen, thank you so much for being on the show. You bet. And remember, just take care of each other, take care of your family, and uh, trust in who you really are. Because nothing else matters. We'll see you next time on My Independence Hey, and thanks for listening to this episode all the way to the end. Hey, pretty cool. Hey, don't forget to follow us so you can receive regular updates and new posts. And remember, take care of each other because each other's all we've got. See you next time on My Independence Report.